Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today I'm talking about a movie that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Honestly, I've actually teased it for a while. Um, I believe the earliest instance, uh, assuming it was left in the video, I pretty sure it was. Uh, I've been teasing this was as far back as the Illumination episode, um, where I mentioned that I was going to do an anime uh, movie the the following week, but in the end I ended up doing um, Sausage Party because it was closer to the 4th of July, and after that I I just kept on getting issues, so it's been put off and put off. But it's here finally. I'm talking about the movie Bell, the Japanese animated feature made by Mamoru Hosada. Hope I'm saying that right. If you remember, he's the guy who did the first two segments of the Digimon movie, and he's other, done other movies like Summer Wars. I, I know a lot of people like uh, the girl who left through time, which I, I have never seen, and I really should change that. I, I should see that one sometime soon. But this one is his most recent feature. It actually came out in the U.S. just this year. It came out in Japan last year, but um, it's. Pretty much another retelling of the whole Beauty and the Beast story, only at this time with the internet and in modern day. And yeah, I'd honestly argue it's one of the best versions of Beauty and the Beast that I've ever seen. According to some of the things I've read, uh, he apparently took some inspiration from the Disney cartoon version. And you know, from that perspective, I'd say this is easily the best Disney remake I've ever seen. Um, which is funny because it's not a live-action movie or a Disney um, movie at all. It's just a remake with the, the main inspiration being... Well, one of the main inspirations being the cartoon one. So you do get some pieces here and there that just feels like, yeah, that came out of that. Like when um, the version of the Beast in this, which I, I believe it was like... Well, he's known as the Beast, but I know it's also like a dragon. Well, he doesn't look like a dragon, but I know they're like they refer to it as the dragon or something like that. But point point being, you know, like when he scares off Belle from the tower, from the castle, it's like the cartoon, um, like the Disney one. They dance in a ballroom, kind of like that, but it's done differently enough where it's like, you, you'll notice the, the inspiration, but you'll definitely you know appreciate what they do with it basically in this version uh, of the story like i said it, it takes place in modern day it's online the main character signs up for this um online thing called you which is basically think of it as any of those online sites with like the the avatars or whatever like i know there was like the vr chat or whatever where you know like it, it, it the whole thing is like oh it scans your you know pretty much just scans you and it makes like the best possible or the real version of you according to what it knows about you and it's like weird but you know it's interesting and it allows for a lot of interesting visuals which uh from my understanding they actually got a disney animator to provide some of the designs for this which you know need on that part if it's true in any case this is a very beautiful movie it's one of the most beautiful animated movies i've seen in recent memory whether it's the 2d stuff or 
like the cell shaded kind of stuff that you get out of the 2D, um, out of the, the online world. It's, it's all very impressive to look at. And I, I really do appreciate a lot of the work that goes into this. But yeah, like, so, you know, you got the girl, she creates, you know, an avatar of herself. It's like the most beautiful avatar. She's got a beautiful singing voice and she, she just becomes popular. Like, you know, like everyone online wants to follow her. They, make this whole big thing where she's giving concerts and everything and um the main character um you know her friend pretty much helps sets up like okay this is how we can make money off of it this is how we can keep it anonymous all that stuff and then at some point with one of her concerts the beast shows up and pretty much uh ruins it but it's like a whole thing where it's like um you know trying to make a statement and the beast already has like enemies and in this online world because there's like a whole group of people who are like kind of like superheroes um who pretty much are like determined to reveal who it is to a point that like the leader of the group has like this weapon that can unveil who it is and i'm like okay so he's just straight up doxing people at this point but you know they never flat out say that but you know it's the general implication that yeah this is why it's bad and you get the sense that this is going to be a whole gaston thing and what's nice about it is that even though that's where you think it's headed it's not where it actually goes like automatically you know the bell character goes after you know the beast trying to figure out like okay what's wrong with you what's you know what's bothering you and the guys who are doing this you know they are you know trying to unveil it but they're they're not like oh yeah you know we worship bell or anything like that like the main guy who who you know we follow oh well don't follow but you know like that we see out of the these um superhero um characters uh who has like the weapon that could you know dox someone is pretty much um like it, it's not like he's like oh yeah i deserve to be with bell or anything like he's just generally speaking he's like look we're just kind of concerned about what's going on because he's constantly fighting with a bunch of people and it's just like you know we want to reveal it just to make a statement which you know bad but it's not you know the same kind of selfish bullshit that we got with Gaston. Not that that wasn't anything wrong. That was good for that story. It's just that for this story, it's good that it doesn't rely on that. Because, well, this one certainly has some some love in it, some romance in it. It, um, by, by the end, without giving too much away, it, it becomes like, okay, so this is more of a story about the, the main girl learning to accept to move on because um, her mother died years ago. And it's pretty much about how she's, um trying to learn like okay because pretty much how the mother died was that she um tried rescuing another kid while it was raining and it was like a heavy rain to the point that um like the river was pretty much about to you know drag this kid away so she was like okay look i have a life vest i can swim i'm, I'm gonna go over there and rescue res- rescue that kid which she was able to but apparently uh, unfortunately she she you know ended up sacrificing herself so it's also the main character learning okay, what are the benefits of doing the right thing, which is just doing the right thing. It doesn't matter if you'll be heard. What's, what matters is that you actually save someone from um, from problems. And that ends up being the big thing with the dispersion with the beast, where it's not about... Since, of course, it's within a digital world, it's not like, oh, yeah, he's cursed and looks ugly in real life or anything like that. Like, no, it's just when, when she discovers, like, okay, who exactly is this um, beast character... She realized, like, okay, this person's in a bad situation and I gotta, you know, help them out. So that was really sweet. And, it, you know, again, it's not about her, like, you know, oh, I'm, you know, now in love with him and, you know, we're gonna get married or anything like that. It's just about her realizing, like, okay, how to be selfless, how to be brave, and how to, you know, accept the trauma of, you know, 
losing her mother and you know, it, it's all that stuff. And, it, you know, it, again, it's, it's a really solid movie for that. Like I said, it, it, it very much is the best Disney remake because, you know, quick aside with the whole Disney remakes thing, a lot of them are not very good. And the, the one that they did for Beauty and the Beast is definitely, at least to me, the worst of the, the the live action remakes that they've ever done because it's just the prime example of everything that's wrong with those movies. It's a whole thing where it's like the the singing was bad, the things that decided to add to the story was bad, the things that decided to change from the story was bad, and it's just a big mess. And it's like you really didn't need all this, and in doing doing this story this way, it just completely ruined a lot of. What was good about this um, this animated movie? This one, you know, it takes its inspiration clearly. Like you know, even if I wasn't told that this was um, taking inspiration from the the animated one, I would have noticed it right away because there are some animation cues that I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a bit like the Disney version. But it does it in a way that's so well that I I just can't complain because it's like you know, it's it's taking it in a in a way that's you know unique but also feels familiar and. I, I just like that it, it makes the, the choices it does to differentiate itself from it. Like, again, it's not about, you know, just, oh, romantic love and, you know, you know two people coming together so much as it is about showing love and kindness through helping others, you know, be better, you know, like, not, not so much better versions of themselves, but pretty much, you know, like, how to break at least, you know, whether it's, um, like, their fear from doing certain things or becoming like you know people that could live up to their potential i guess is what i'm trying to say but yeah it's it's a beautiful movie uh i saw it in the dub version and it was still good for the record i prefer watching subs but you know whatever comes by whenever i get, get the chance to do these things is always nice just because it's um great i mean i'm not anti-dub of course i i do like it at least in this scenario because it's one it's a well done dub and two it at least lets me sink in the visuals without having to worry that I'm losing out on some of the, some of the story beats. So when I do um, essentially rewatch it, I will be watching it in its original language. In this case, it was just because that was what, what was available to me when I streamed it. So it's what I took. I'm not sure if I could have easily changed it. I probably could have, but, you know, there's only so much time that I have to get around to all these things. So sometimes it's much easier to just let it play as it's supposed to or as, as it has it anyways in that case it's like yeah it is a very well done dub um it's not one where they focus on getting like a bunch of celebrity talent as far as i know there's mostly voice actors in this i mean at least most of the people that i noticed were, were voice actors i don't i don't know if there's any big names on this i mean the, the most recognizable face in terms of um live action acting that I, you know, noticed on, on the credits was um they had the guy um who plays the deep and, and the boys, um as I I believe the the leader of the superhero group, um uh Chase Crawford, which, you know, great job and, you know, he's a fun character in that show, so, you know, always nice to see him. But yeah, as as far as I know it's it's not something where it's like, oh yeah, let's just get um uh, I don't know, Matt Damon or whoever to be these characters, even though it's like there's no real reason. Like they actually got people who do this professionally, and and they match up pretty well. So I I, I really just can't complain about it. Um, from that front, you know, in terms of the visuals, it's just really gorgeous. I mean, this um the director of this um has done internet um, features before. 
like I said, with the like the, with the Digimon movie, um, he did the first two segments, and especially in that second segment, they're you know going inside the internet. If you saw Summer Wars, that one also deals a lot with the internet, and then this one with it, it's like even if he's not exactly presenting what the internet is actually like, it's one of the more interesting takes on how the internet looks like. Like it, it really is like someone who took a visual of the internet based on their imagination from the early 90s when, you know, this was, you know, coming about and just continues ramping it up, continues improving on that version of the internet than what it essentially has become. And, and it just makes for, like, this, this beautiful world who that um is constantly evolving. It, it's, you know, very clearly digital, but at the same time, it, it just feels so unique compared to other stuff. Like, it's not like, like the Emoji movie or Ralph um, Breaks the Internet where it's like, okay, yeah, it's like this very bland-looking place that like gets like a metropolis or anything, but with a bunch of applications. Like, no, it, it, it actually looks like, at times, like it looks like space, like you're just in the skies, in the air, or it's like this, like I said, a digital world. And it's it's, it's all very crazy, and it's, it's all, you know, very nicely put, especially with the characters in the world. Like, you know, you've got, you know, of course, the lovely designed um, bell, but you, then you got, you know, creatures like the beast or like the friend becomes like this little ghost like thing. Uh, you get other um, pop star like um, humans who are right there, but they also look kind of vampire like. Uh, you got the superhero characters, and it's all just stuff that I'm like, man, I'm, you know, I would, I would love to live in an internet world like that. Instead of having to be like the one that we actually have, but you know, regardless of it, it it's still very interesting just to see that when it's in the modern world. It's of course a, a little more um, I don't want to say bland, but it, you know, it is is it more normal. It's something where it's like you know, it, it looks like you know anime that you've seen before, which isn't necessarily bad because it still looks you know very well animated. Like the characters move um, very smoothly, the landscapes look beautiful, and the coloring is nice. It's just that you know. It's not gonna stand out as much as the 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 online world, which kind of makes you feel like, man, I I wish we would go back to that when we had to. And it spends a good amount of time when um when it's in the digital world, so it's not like it's something that it's lacking. It's just that it, it makes you want that in the story um a lot more. It's kind of like um Ready Player One only. In Freddy Player One, oddly enough, I would argue it was the opposite array around where I was kind of more interested in the stuff going on in the real world than I was when they were in the digital world. But that's mostly because that one falls under the whole, like, it's kind of like any kind of, you know, Fortnite uh, video game world that I've ever seen, um, especially with all the character references. In this one, it really does feel like it's a, its own unique beast, even though it's essentially the same thing that um, the director, Mamoru Hosada, has been pretty much doing since the Digimon movie. But it, it's, you know, he just continues building upon his vision of the internet, and it's just, it's all really solid stuff. I mean, it's definitely the kind of thing where I'm like, you know, I know a lot of people love going for like the Studio Ghibli anime movies, which people really gotta stop thinking that it's only Studio Ghibli, because I see a lot of people, especially people who claim to be bigger anime fans than me, who think everything is Ghibli, or to, you know, in worse ex- extent, um, think everything, um, any anime movie that comes out that isn't um, based on, you know, like a pre-existing show or whatever, is um, is a Miyazaki feature. And I'm like, you guys are ones that are, you know, walking around acting like the biggest fans around. I'm 
upfront that I'm not, I, I don't really care about this stuff. And, you know, I like the stuff that's good. I like the stuff that I enjoy, whatever. So the fact that I know that this, this stuff is not all the same and you don't is um worrisome. But, you know, I, I'm not here to knock on those people. I mean, I get it. It's just, you know, some people are proud of this, you know, their own, um, you know, false understandings versus me who is like, no, you're wrong. That that stuff is bad, but what, whatever. The point is that, it, you know, it definitely is, you know, one of the better looking um, anime movies that I've seen. Better than a lot of Studio Ghibli stuff. And uh, like I said, in terms of, you know, just animation in general, it's one of the best looking ones uh, in recent memory. I would honestly argue that in terms of the animated features released this year on the in the U.S., it's easily the best um, looking one, beating out stuff like The Bad Guys or Bob's Burgers, which I know some people might not consider that one to be, you know, a great looking one, but it, it's a beautiful looking 2D movie as far as I'm concerned, so fuck you. It looks better than, like, Turning Red, the Pixar movie, or Lightyear. It, you know, and not that I think any of those even look bad, it's just that they don't look this good. The Just the online stuff is great. The, the stuff where it's in the, the real world, still beautiful, not as beautiful, but it, it's just impressive to look at all the same. And uh, honestly, it, it's the kind of stuff where I'm like, I really wish we would get more 2D animated movies on the big screen because, you know, we got a lot of stuff that we could still be wowed by that we just don't get anymore because of one reason or another. And that's disappointing that because... CG is like the the hotness. It's like the stuff that actually made money, which I understand. But that doesn't mean we can we we should dump a whole art form out of out of theaters because you know realistically you know we we just don't get enough of these. And while people for the longest time said like hey well Japan is safe on this because you know they're still doing their stuff that may not be true you know in a few years since you know we we're we're seeing more CG features coming out of Japan and you know while it's fine you know as long as it's good I I don't mind too much it is disappointing to see that yeah even they're moving away from this stuff and it, it's like we really need to support this this form um especially because again this one was a, a really good looking one, but on top of that, it is just a really good feature, and I, I don't know, not that necessarily CG is always safe, it, it's not, sometimes you do get a lot of risky features, um, sometimes you don't, but I, I just feel like we need a bit more risks in terms of just how we see these stories, and at, at this point, this feels like a risk, just seeing movies that are 2D come to to life. And I, I don't know. It's it just, I really wish we, we would have more is, is what it is at the end of the day. I mean, I would imagine that even if this movie wasn't um, all that great, you know, it would still look good. You know, like if the story wasn't all that good, if the plot wasn't all that good, it would still be impressive to look at, and it would be like, this could inspire other, you know, artists, or to push it even further than what it is. I mean, talking about another movie that came out a while ago, um, you know, Klaus, which I've talked about in the show before, uh, that was one where I was like, it's a 2D movie, and it really pushed what we could expect to see from the art form in ways that we just hadn't in years, and that was partially because, well, you know, 
you don't really get a lot of these in theaters, but also because it, it just really took advantage of like, okay, what can we do with modern tech that hasn't been done before? And it, it's just beautiful. Like it's some of the most beautiful movies that I've seen in recent memory, whether it's, you know, in that case, that one was years ago. And then um, Bell, it was just the past year that, that we had this. And it's like, man, I, I, I just want more. Um, both, more of the good stories and more of just this in general. I mean, it's we we need more. It is it, what it is. It, it's just impressive. But yeah, like I said, even in the story, it's great. Like I like I, like I mentioned, I, I do like how they took the story of Beauty and the Beast and enhanced it in a way that you know makes sense for modern day and presented a, a version of love that feels very different in terms of it's not just you know like oh girl meets guy and they both fall in love and they get together it's actually about you know how you can show that kindness and and care in other people and results in just something beautiful and something that really stood out for this year just showing you know characters dealing with their own grief and um you know without spoiling too much you know there's a bit of abuse in there and how you know people you know handle that in the wake of losing loved ones and it's yeah it's just an incredible movie i i know i'm repeating myself a lot but that's because it really is it's definitely one where i'm like you guys gotta watch it as soon as you can after you listen to this and if anything this is one of those cases where i'm like Yes, I sincerely hope that, if nothing else, my whole review rant podcast thing is just convincing you, like, okay, I gotta seek out more of these things that aren't uh, readily available. Like, you know, it's good to have, like, the popular stuff come in right away, the Pixar's, the, the DreamWorks, all that stuff, but there's a whole world of animation that we just don't get enough of. Um, behind the scenes and this kind of stuff is, is necessary. And of course, if you were in Japan, this probably was a much bigger movie than it was here. I mean, with with the US, I think it only had like two, maybe three weeks max in, in theaters. And it was just like, you know, not like not, not a fathom event, but it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like a select um, screening kind of, kind of deal versus over there where I would imagine it was probably all over the place. But I, I don't really know. Point is, I think it deserves to be seen. It's great. I love it. And I think a lot of you will love it too. So give it a watch, whether you're a fan of anime or not. This is not one of those things where it matters. It's just a really well-told story. Uh, I prefer it over the Disney Beauty and the Beast, which, again, makes this the best Disney remake as far as I'm concerned. It's just a, a really beautiful movie. And with that, I... Don't think I have much else to say, so thank you for listening. This has been Octavio Namasias, and as always, I hope to see you again next time. But I don't know what to do. Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And 
With that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again, and I hope to see you in the coming future.